0: Welcome to Cursed, a bi-weekly podcast that investigates the liminal spaces, from everyday witchcraft to the haunted and the phantasmic. Hang out with us as we explore our personal experiences with the unknown and celebrate our craft.
1: here <laughs> hello okay for- we
0: were looking at the wrong thing
1: <laughs> <laughs> for patron shout outs uh in our haints level we have tori tamara rachel the pickety witch Corey and lane a new world witchery Alyssa, joanne aaron melissa d and cindy brandon of keeping her keys
0: and for the poltergeist level we have randy temple alex faith luna melissa s heather avio and jessica thank you guys so so much for your support
1: we love you. We love you. And you'll get some um, some good perks if you sign up. So make sure to check our Patreon out and um, enjoy the show. <laughs> um, so this is episode 11. So this is our first episode of 2020. Yeah. And um, <laughs> how long of a break do we have? It feels When you're bi-weekly, it feels longer than it, it should. It
2: felt
0: really, really long. Right. Um, I felt like I was doing nothing for a long time. Yeah, Um, we forgot how to podcast. We did. Moggett is about to drink some coffee.
1: You don't (gasps) need a hyper cat. Okay, so yeah, uh, between holidays and being busy, Mm -hmm. and everybody gets sick here and there. Oh my god. (laughs) uh, Nothing was lining up, so it's cool, but we're back um, Mm -hmm. in our not real studio, which is just (laughs) um, to talk about divination, um, (laughs) but we're not. (laughs) uh, How do you read a cat? Uh, I think you can, but isn't it like their entrails? Probably. We don't advocate for reading the inside of animals.
0: I mean, not cats,
1: anyway. Not cats. Not cats. Um, children. Uh, no, children. <laughs> yes. So,
0: especially the ones that live next door who thunder like elephants up and down the stairs.
1: Yeah, we'll read their entrails. <laughs> yeah. Um, and their bones. We'll dry their yeah. bones and then we'll like clean them. Um, so we're not going to talk about, um, tarot that much because we're going to do a whole shit ton of... I
0: don't, I don't know that we're really going to talk about anything for an extended... At all! <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> for an extended period we'll of time. We'll give you a general d- idea yeah. of divination.
0: Yeah, and then uh, we want to go back later and, you know, touch on things. So, you know, if you know, your favorite methods of divination are only kind of sort of touched upon, or if we don't touch upon them at all, you know, please send us a message and tell us how you use that and what you do. And like, we'd love to hear from y'all
1: like things we could talk about divination wise. Um, I've used pendulums, Mm -hmm. scrying things, Mm -hmm. um, tarot, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, Ouija boards, Mm -hmm. visions, dreams, whatever the fuck. There's so many things. Yeah. Um, So everybody's going to have like their go-to, I think, that they connect with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think some people might try, like I've tried things and it just doesn't do it for me as much. Um,
0: You have uh, to, you have to connect with it and it has to move you in a certain way. And just like we were talking about earlier um, where uh, Alyssa and Tori were talking about the elemental yeah cleansings and stuff like that you know there's certain methods that work differently for each people
1: yeah and i Um, think it's just playing around and finding things yeah um so let's see you've talked about books you can Mm -hmm. do books Mm -hmm. bibliomancy yes um stones lithomancy yeah yeah and um What's the T one? What's tea leaves?
0: Uh, That's Tassiomancy. Okay. See, because you were throwing
1: out these names and I'm like, I don't know. I don't
0: know what the fuck that is. (laughs) Um,
1: But uh, there's other things like we want to do. We want to talk. We'll touch on runes very little because we have uh, a good friend that knows runes. Yeah. And it would be an injustice to act like we know all there is to know about runes, except for you can use them to divinate. Do you
0: ever really know all there is to know about runes though
1: maybe not
0: maybe not
1: all will be I revealed. actually
0: um I actually got some uh homework recently uh when I was told to study runes i uh I'm sure a lot of people have seen the movie midsummer by now, and if you haven't, this is okay, it's not gonna um. Spoil anything for you, right, but there's runes that are used throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and um it's very heavily symbolic, and they're everywhere, and it's beautiful and the way that they're used is very well done it's very accurate and uh, I congratulate Ariaster on that because so many people get it wrong um there's another movie the ritual um
1: that's a good one,
0: yeah,
1: well it's so it's one of those things that like invokes a feeling Mm -hmm. like they have a presence Mm -hmm. um and it's just like pentagrams like Mm -hmm. oh you see movies where it's like well let's just throw these in because they look cool and -hmm. they do look cool so i think there's many different aspects uh
0: when you're looking at you know uh sigils for specific demons right you know and you know people just throw those out because they think they look really cool and it's like all right, let's look at who you're actually invoking here. Right.
1: And will <laughs> they you help? Know,
0: do you know what you're playing with? Okay. I mean. But
1: um, yeah, and like, I mean, fucking Bluetooth, like their logo is a bind rune. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, people are familiar with what they look like and you probably don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, there are dickbags out there that are using mm-hmm. like some of this Norse symbolism, which they have for a while. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you see us use anything yeah yeah
0: it these these d-bags are taking this you know what they call a pure heritage which is bullshit right (laughs) um and appropriating things from that heritage that they think apply to their message of intolerance and white supremacy and and
1: it's not even just like People that have no pagan ties. It's Mm -hmm. people that do have pagan ties. Yeah. There's a lot of that, um, which we are not cool with. Yeah. Um, So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I love runes because it makes me feel superior to others, then go stop listening to us. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) And um, throw away your runes. Yeah,
0: you're listening to the (laughs) rune podcast. (laughs) We will not support
1: you. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I think people are familiar with runes um, and they like sigils, things like that. They're symbols that have been used um as language as mm-hmm. you know i mean the runes are so complex there's mm-hmm. each rune has its letter mm-hmm. meaning it has like other meanings behind it it means mm-hmm. something if it's reversed if you t- if you throw runes or pull runes mm-hmm. um uh alex who has not been on the show yet, yet. because he can't hang uh, <laughs> at, at any time of year. No, um, we'll have him on for some shit. Yeah. Uh, but we just,
0: we just won't give him so much wassail. Right. He's made, he's
1: made rune sets <laughs> and all this. And he's kept like, Tori's done flashcards with runes. So mm-hmm. and at, it's mine like, they're sitting over there. Yeah. yeah. It's, they look like, Oh, well, okay. There's so much to learn with tarot. Maybe runes. No, they're still, <laughs> yeah. And they'll teach you things, like, that you didn't know. So, Mm
0: um... And even with that, um, you know, there are certain... You know, this is, like, the... The almost cross-section of a lot of different forms of divination where, you know, when you're first taught to, you know, study these things and to make a connection with it, you're told to meditate on a certain rune, to go to sleep with a certain rune or tarot card under your pillow, Yeah. you know? Uh, so we're getting, like, the intersection of dream magic, which I can be, to- which I totally believe is prophetic oh, in a for lot sure. of ways.
1: Sometimes you know. You yeah. fucking know.
0: And I mean, if we're going back to, like, etymology, you know, divination comes from words that literally mean like to find like the will of the gods right you know so it's a it's a super super interesting thing that we're doing when we're combining all of these different forms of divination where we're getting you know rune magic or stone magic or all of these different things combined with this dream magic or meditation or you know altered states of being which we'll touch on
1: later which you can do the same thing with um certain stones like labradorite is supposed to be super fucking like disruptive if you put it in a good way mm-hmm. but if you want a good night's sleep i wouldn't like sleep with it under your pillow no. which i have to yes. get to gain visions and knowledge yes but um that's
0: one of the big things that i do when i am feeling really really lost or when it's one of mom's holy nights is i will go to sleep wearing a piece of labradorite because I know that that is a sign for her to come in and like, this is me consenting for her to come in and fuck me up right. in the dream world because I'm saying, all right, mom, I'm here to do your work. I'm your servant. Let's go. <laughs> right.
1: And I've got two pieces on already. Yeah. And it's just, but and it's mine always is
0: upstairs because I was painting my nails and I didn't want to get black nail polish on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um,
1: those are everywhere. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about like pendulums and, um, how you can have that with stone. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. But, um, as far as like runes go, um, you can buy sets, you can make them, Mm -hmm. um, like a wood burning kit, Mm -hmm. cut some discs. Like we harvested, um, branches that we wanted to use. Like I never made Mm -hmm. mine. I still have that piece of cedar, but it's like, we left offerings we mm-hmm. took, you know, we weren't too abusive. It's best if you can find a good piece that's like deadfall, but those are usually going to be rotted and stuff. But mm-hmm. if you can find a little branch, you know, just be mindful and be mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah. One of... of
0: my really good friends, actually, she makes a lot of different rune sets and she'll use bone or um.
1: I need a uh, good bone wood. set.
0: Yeah, me too. I don't actually have a set of runes yet. I haven't decided. See, me either, because I'm too yeah. picky.
1: There's this one that's like copper inlaid that like i oh, want fancy.
2: but it's wood but i also
1: want bone so if somebody out there will make me a bone rune set inlaid with copper um i'll give dm me i'll give you your my address um <laughs> and i appreciate the gesture
0: um but she makes a lot of different uh rune sets, usually in bone or um wood and she actually had a piece of storm felled oak Ooh. that she gathered from an oak tree that she had already made really, really good friends with. It, it was in her side yard. She used to live just down the street from, from me over here. She is wonderful, and you can buy her things. Uh, she's portable weirdness. Her name is Snooze. She's a really good friend of mine. She's awesome. Um, and does some crazy awesome magic. I have a, a lot of things that she's made because they're
2: beautiful. I'll have
1: to, like, lurk her. Yes. Shop.
0: Um. But... uh. Let's see. Uh, But she actually has a piece of uh, Stormfeld Oak that she actually made into rune sets. And it's just I I really regret because I knew nothing about the runes. I hadn't uh, I I hadn't been called to work with the runes yet because I had tried and it just didn't connect. It didn't stick. Um, So I'm really just now within like less than a year have started working with the Elder Futhark.
1: Well, see, for me, so. it's one of those things that I've always appreciated um, mm-hmm. dabbled in, but mm-hmm. to to dive headfirst into it, it's just not been the time for me because mm-hmm. I think there's certain things that you feel, okay, well, there's no point in me doing it now because I'm not going to devote what I need to mm-hmm. to it. And then those times arrive and then you're mm-hmm. like, okay, now's the time. And yeah. so like for you, that's like, okay, this is starting now. Yeah. Uh, and one day it might start for me because, I mean, even in a logo, I put some runes in there i forget which one
0: uh um, i know thurisaz was one
1: yeah because that's like ava's favorite and it's a mine. good one yeah it's it's a really good one yeah
0: uh one of the things and we'll probably talk about this again later but one of the things when i first started learning the runes that was taught to me was you know thurisaz is the thorn it's protection but what else does that mean what is it protecting right it's protecting sweetness. It's protecting the sweetness of the rose, the sweetness of, you know, the blackberry. You mm-hmm. know, it's 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 there for a reason. So Yeah, somewhere
1: inside, Ava, there's a little sweetness. Somewhere. Um,
0: I've seen it occasionally.
1: <laughs> hidden amongst, like, a million thorns. But oh, yeah. it's also, like, one of those that's, like, good for cursing, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I see, I've always seen it, or both of us have seen it, as similar to, like, coffin nails or mm-hmm. like brick dust um there's these items that are so good for protection and probably more so protection than cursing but they mm. also work it's like intent but yeah they're like supercharged with all that and i've oh, yeah. and i can't remember the one that tori she'll have to remind me which one that like she's really attached to yeah um, because she's played more with the runes and mm-hmm. learning them yeah. than i have Um, and see,
0: for me, I, I started developing a lot of my interest in runes because I actually started dreaming about the symbols and they were presented to me. I think I got like three or four different runes like in the span of a week.
1: Yeah. So you can't ignore that.
0: Yeah. I'm like, okay. And also the headlight, one of the headlights has been constantly going out of my car for the past year. (laughs) Right Randomly. around the same time that I started getting these, you know, um these dreams where I was given a whole all of these runes. And Odin? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's courting me real hard and I just don't know if I want to go down that road because there are a lot of different people who who I know of who work with him who are just like maybe maybe think about that for a little while. <laughs> right. Because he's he's very difficult to work with. He's not, I mean, I mean, he's not necessarily as chaotic as Loki, but he's sort of like Hecate where they take no shit. Right. And they demand they demand a certain level of respect and work from you and they will have that work from you. Does that make sense? Like they're it's almost demanding in a way.
1: Right. They will have your eye.
0: Yes. You will sacrifice. You will work hard,
1: but it'll be worth it. It's true. Lose an eye and gain.
0: But look at all the things you gain. Right. So like I, it's just I'm crows. not, There's so many other things that I'm trying to balance and juggle right now that I'm not sure I want to throw that into the mix. So
1: yeah, I mean that's a lot of. Stuff that's a to lot take of on. shit. <laughs> um, sometimes you have to take you take one thing at a time. Yeah. And focus on that because I'm the kind of person that likes to have a lot of pokers and a lot of fires, mm-hmm. and then. It's like, damn, I'm really okay at these things, but I really need to focus so I'm good mm-hmm. at this thing first. Yeah, but it's, I'm like that with books too. So,
0: oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I've I have about six different. Um, just metaphysical pagan witchcraft books that I am like halfway through, and I have notations in the margins and highlighted sections and little bookmarked pages and all that kind of shit. But I've only been like done halfway through each book and then picked up another one because it was the release date, and I was just too excited. yeah, to you wait. can't wait. I can't wait. so
1: what um using a book, how would you use that
0: so with bibliomancy it's not something that i've practiced very often um although when i do tend to use um like the tarot guidebooks and things like that i find that like certain things will just like jump out and Mm -hmm. it's almost one of those things where it's like you know there's a change in the wind and you're like oh the others are here wait
1: if you have a tarot card guidebook and you use that guidebook for bibliomancy is Mm -hmm. that meta
0: I mean, we're talking about dreaming about rooms I'm just and funny. shit, so <laughs> yeah. everything is meta.
1: <laughs> I do know that if you use a Bible for bibliomancy, um, mm-hmm. it will always show you bullshit.
0: This is probably
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but no, seriously, <laughs> um, you could probably use a dictionary. You mm-hmm. could use a thesaurus. You can Um, use novels. Your diary from when you were a kid. Yeah. You could probably use whatever you want. Um,
0: But honestly, it's just one of those things where you just flip, close your eyes and just kind of center and, you know, start flipping through the pages, Um, you know, just kind of pull down and each page kind of makes a little fan. Um, And you stop where you feel necessary and you just sort of open it up and you see whatever starts to guide you. Some people say it's, You know, the first sentence on the page, some people say it like there's a whole bunch of different things. Some people actually use dice to define like, okay, it's this page number and then it's, you know, um, this paragraph and this word. And, you know, they'll put their things together that way.
1: Which you can use dice, too. But yeah, um, I think something like with a book, it it would be some of these things aren't cut and dry. It's Mm -hmm. get your book, fill, use your intuition, Mm -hmm. find that page. Is it the first sentence? I don't know. But did the 10th sentence of the thing jump out at you? Did a word jump out at you? Mm-hmm. You'll know when you look at that page, it will let you know. It's already put you there.
0: Yeah. And honestly, it, that's kind of how it happens with tarot, too, because a lot of times the, the guidebooks and things that I will consult, you know, there's a list of different things that things could be. And it's just one. I just have to use my own intuition to sort of navigate what is important what am I trying to glean from this card? Because there's so many different possibilities. Right. And I, I think, mean, if you, I think if you've ever, if you've ever worked with tarot and you've ever used like an online tarot source, like Biddy tarot, which is a good source. It's just overwhelming.
1: Well, I think the, the little that I do with tarot, mm-hmm. which is like three cards. Sometimes I do like these really excessive spreads, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, Ava Last year got the Marigold, Mm -hmm. which... Which is a
0: stunning deck.
1: Yeah, and then she's just recently got the Threads of Fate, which... And you've got the... We've got the two versions. One that's matte black with, like, the rainbow holographic. She loves that. Mm -hmm. But they have a feel, and she's getting used to that one. Mm -hmm. But they have a feel because, like, Marigold is heavy and fucking Mm -hmm. serious and Mm -hmm. it's like... I don't know. It's like staring down the barrel. Don't ask it shit if you don't want to know. Mm-hmm. If you want a happy, like, what should I do today? Don't pull from that deck. that yeah. is our experience. Because that deck will fucking, like, call some it, shit out.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then. That
0: deck pulls no punches. And I've got a couple decks like that, too.
1: Now, the Threads of Fate is like, I don't know. I see it as this, which, God, I got to remember the name of it. I think it's the Ascendant deck I've got.
0: I think so. And we'll
1: have then, to, we'll yeah. to look it up. There's two. Mm-hmm. They're really worth it. They're beautiful. And They're stunning. they don't even, the pictures don't even do it justice. Do mm-hmm. you see it in person? But yeah. regardless, um, it has a feel of like mystery and like seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, in their little guidebook, they recommended doing a, um, like an introduction
2: mm-hmm. to
1: the cards. And you ask the deck these questions. And like, it was very, like, what do you want to show me? Mm-hmm. What, what do you want from our relationship? What do you... You know, and it's like a it's like a six card mm-hmm. uh, read, but it's it's nice because like it's kind of okay. Well, we've always read things. We like to use the guidebook that the artist intended. Yes. And also, kind of like the general idea, but there's certain things, like you said, when you read a paragraph of what does this card could mean? Mm-hmm. What could it mean? There's certain things where it's like, yeah, but then there's that line that's like, fuck, that's what mm-hmm. that could not mean any more to me yeah. than what I asked it for. Yeah. And just because one line in that description fits and nothing else does, don't try to make the other shit fit. Yeah. Just use intuition. It's not as hard. But sometimes
0: I've had cards where it's like every single oh God, yes. word <laughs> in the paragraph describing it. Is that like, card is called oh, the tower. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes.
1: And there's every yeah. deck usually has like eight tower cards. Um <laughs> because there's no other reason you would pull it so many times or that it would jump out. <laughs> but no, um I just yeah, w- which Tori is doing this thing now where she's pulling, she got a new deck mm-hmm. um, that she bought for herself that I also bought her for Christmas as a surprise, but now it's ruined. But no, oh. um and it is the um fuck, I'll think of the name. And I we can we can link all these beautiful tarot decks oh, hell yeah. um in descriptions and on our post, but um yeah.
0: And I can... It's the
1: Wanderer's Tarot. <gasps> and it's...
0: Yeah. And it's just like,
1: it is reading her ass yeah. so bad. Yeah. And she's got such a good connection with it. Mm-hmm. And she's had like three other decks that just did not call to her. Yeah. Um, And so... And
0: sometimes she'll find... I, I know, at least I do. Sometimes I find that, you know, beyond the initial interview that I do, sometimes I'm just not able to connect with that deck and i will find that later on down the road i connect with it even more because i feel just like my different stones and pendulums and you know different tools that i work with my decks all have their own energy and their own personality oh they do
1: for sure yeah
0: and even when i you know when i do professional tarot readings um either at a festival or uh, online or something like that i will often give the client the option to choose the deck that I read with. And I don't tell Ooh. them anything about it, but I usually bring two or three decks with me. Um, I have so many decks. A lot of them need play. And I'm just like, all right, it's been a long time. Come with me. Um, you need some love. You need some attention. But sometimes I will find that a certain day, everybody only wants to hear from one deck. And that's fine. But I will have them... F- I There are some people who are really against, you know, having other people's energy on their cards so they don't want you to touch them or thumb through them or anything like that. I personally, especially when I'm giving a reading for a person, I don't mind that. That's just the way I work. I want some stank. I want some of your stank on my cards so that that way I can kind of feel your energy a little bit better and I can get a better reading. So I'll have them thumb through the different decks and tell me which one, you know, even if they just like the art on this one better. I mean, there's just, a reason that it calls yeah. to
1: And like, I mean, Ava's the same way. She likes people to touch and look at her cards. Mm-hmm. But that's mostly so that she can like own a piece of your soul.
0: Yeah. When she, no, uh, but she owns many pieces uh, of my soul. Okay. Um.
1: But yeah, so <laughs> it's like, I think that's a good idea is to have a few cards out or a few decks and like have because I The minute I pull a card, I'm going to a guidebook Mm -hmm. or a resource because I have not worked with it enough to, like, know. But I think those cards also tell you, you start, like, those key words or Mm -hmm. just because the description says this, this card always comes up in this situation. Mm -hmm. That's what it means to me. It doesn't matter it's told me what it means to me. And yeah. I think that goes along with the spirit and the personality of decks. Yeah. And, cards. and we'll
0: get into more specific, like meanings of cards and like power cards, signifier cards, you know, that sort of thing. But we're going to touch on that later yeah. in another episode. Well, cause I could go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> because
1: prior, prior to tarot existing, um, people would read playing cards mm-hmm. and Corey of new world witchery. Shout out to Corey. Cause mm-hmm. we love them. Um, Oh, we have to do our Patreon shout outs too. Oh, uh, but yeah, uh, we'll put that in the beginning. Um, yeah. You won't even notice. So, um, <laughs> but Corey's got a book. Um, he was nice enough to send it to us a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and a deck of playing cards that um, we still have, but the dog chewed up the box. Oh, no. Little asshole. Yeah. But um, either way, it's really cool because like he he can teach you how mm-hmm. to read playing cards. And for some people that might be like their draw. But I, I like the fact that Between that and like dice have always been a big one Mm -hmm. um, for people to divinate with. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of it's dice seem to be very simple in that there's not many ways to you pick your guide or Mm -hmm. your rules, what they mean, what you want them to mean. Mm -hmm. And then those numbers mean stuff to you Mm -hmm. or they don't. Now, um, someone like Tamara who likes dice, I don't Mm -hmm. know if she's ever divinated with them. Uh, Clayton likes dice uh, Mm -hmm. with Hermes and things like that. Um, and always Honestly, drawn to them. I do too. Yeah. That's I mean, <laughs> because I'm
0: a D&D nerd. So. Right.
1: I mean, if you can divinate with a, a D&D like 20-sided die. Oh, hell yeah. You just have way more options. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a magic eight ball.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you could even be super nerdy if you wanted to. Um, Please do. We can create a it. table for meanings and things like that and use your, um, your tens and you know do a table to 100 and then you know do your divination that way just like um you know uh i re- I, I was in a game years ago with some people who that's what they did and you know if you critically failed or if you critically succeeded you we got the critical fail or the critically succeed table out and you would use your percentage dice uh so you would use your tens and you would roll to see between one and 99 like where you hit and you know in what way you critically failed or critically succeeded and that had an impact on the game so you could do something similar with divination
1: what should i do with my life critical fail Critical fail. <laughs> roll of one <laughs> no i didn't want that to be my past present and future
0: <laughs> yes
1: um um but, yeah so i mean yeah. and in the same idea of throwing bones and shit mm-hmm. like that that's similar too i think but i know nothing about that reading... is
0: one that i'm not as familiar with definitely um I, I really don't know much about it. Uh, if any of you guys do, please reach out we to have us. some
1: We have some people that we know through mm-hmm. the show that um, we'll get on and do a whole episode about yes. like bone work and reading because there's so many good parts to mm-hmm. that. Um, <clears throat> when you do have your, after you read your child's entrails, what do you do with <laughs> all those bones? Well, you can use them. <laughs> we
0: can tell you exactly what to do with them. <laughs> right.
1: Later. 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 So, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Let it decompose a little bit. <laughs> Um, but get
0: your, get your little, um, maggots and have them chew away the flesh. I'm
1: sure you could divinate maggots. Really? i well, think I'm you sure ca- you could. You can divinate whatever the fuck you want. Like people do tea leaves, which, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure I could divinate all the espresso grounds because I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, you could. Um,
2: you could totally do that.
1: Yeah. So there's so many different ways to divinate. People use candles. Mm-hmm. Um, they use like wax. You can use the flame. And the flickering as, like, mm-hmm. connecting. But that also f- kind of goes into, like, communicating with spirits. Because I've done that before. As, like, you light well, the candle. That, isn't
0: that what we're doing with divination, Well, though?
1: yeah. So I think that's something I wanted to talk about. Like, divination um, doesn't just mean it's coming from one source. It could be mm-hmm. coming from deity, mm-hmm. universe, your higher self, mm-hmm. your subconscious. Um, which we'll get into that with pendulums. Because there's a lot of, like... How is this, you know, Mm -hmm. um, spirits, familiars, guides, ancestors, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's so many things, the wind. No, um, (laughs) there's so many things that could like guide you and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to know what it's doing. But when you use something like a Ouija board, you're asking, you're more than likely going to get a response from a spirit Mm -hmm. or an entity rather than your subconscious.
0: Yeah.
1: But that could happen too.
0: But honestly, you know, some of my best tarot readings are uh, the tarot readings I did. When I first started reading tarot, it was a way for me to be able to connect with mom, to connect with Hecate. And, um, you know, really kind of... I, I used the um, Wildwood tarot, and her signifier in that deck was always, always, always 13. Death. There was even a key on the fucking card, and I'm just like... Of course. All right, mom, I see you. (laughs) Um, But she she always comes through loud and clear when I read that deck, which is a strange thing because it's all based on Celtic Pantheon, but we'll go into that in another episode. But yeah, that's one of the ways that I really learned to connect with her because I was not as sure in my path as I was, as I am now. And... I wasn't able to trust what I was getting in dreams as much as I do now. Yeah. So, and I don't know. I feel like there's almost been a door that's open there.
1: Probably. I mean, there's like different, I don't know. I think there's different phases too. Like certain, certain times it's like I get these dreams and they seem prophetic or they seem like astral travel. And then there's other times like I just have random crazy ass dreams or then I just don't have any. And. Mm That's not to say, like, but I think it's, if you're not having a prophetic or divinating type dream every night, doesn't mean you're not getting them. Right. Um, And you kind of wake up and you know, but I think, like I said, sometimes it's, oh, I haven't had one in a while. And the next thing you know, you're having some kind of fucking vision quest. um, Yeah. (laughs) (coughs) In your dream. So I think there's, like, something to be said about um, using that, like, like, just being open, I think, to um not just purposely trying to divinate but also like signs and mm-hmm. stuff coming through because some things might like to talk to you in dreams others might mm-hmm. give you a flash of like deja vu i don't know like mm-hmm. but and then there's like the active ones where you go out and like today i'm going to use a pendulum the day i'm going to use uh maybe you're drinking tea and you just look down you're like oh shit that looks like a fucking wolf mm-hmm. like sometimes stuff jumps out at you
2: oh yeah
0: definitely and actually that's a that's a very similar concept in tarot too where sometimes you are you know your tarot deck is just sitting there and all of a sudden you know three cards jump off the top right or you're shuffling and doing a reading for something and um three cards will jump out at you or a card or, will jump out or at
1: fall you. or like yeah gets if if you're gets
0: put in like the <laughs> wrong way somehow right. and you don't know how that even happened because it's the only one facing the wrong way i've had this happen so if
1: you're, <laughs> if you're picking up your deck and mm-hmm. you're not being clumsy and one of them jumps out or if it's sitting there and jumps out like
2: mm-hmm.
1: just look at it just don't ignore it um yeah. i've never used them but like we always joke because tamara has that tarot app that she uses yes, and it randomly opens Mm -hmm. at the most weird time she says and if the three card read it gives her isn't fucking spot on every fucking time Mm -hmm. it's crazy but like for me that's probably not but that's just how things communicate to her yeah um and she could just be like oh stupid app and close it but i think when you start working with like divination stuff you see things a little bit different you know yeah you know um,
0: yeah, and uh, honestly, I have a um, a tarot card app on my phone, and also a um, a rune app on my phone, and both of them have little widgets, so they sit on my homepage on my on my phone screen, and will pull a daily card for me and a daily rune for me. And not only is that a great way if you're not as familiar with things, but also you know I have a friend who um, you know has a wonderful little girl who is constantly getting into everything. And, you know, she's a stay at home mom and she watches this little girl constantly. And, you know, I love going over there and spending time with her, but she's frazzled. She doesn't have an altar set up. She doesn't have anything, you know, with her practice anymore because she just doesn't have the time or the energy because she's taking care of this little one who has more energy than she knows what to do with. Mm -hmm. So you know, I, it, that's a way for you, if you don't feel like you have the time, if you don't feel like you have the energy, you know, while you're drinking your coffee in the morning, you know, while you're brushing your teeth, you know, go in and look at the card that it pulled for you. Look at the rune it pulled for you. And that's a way to familiarize yourself with these concepts.
1: Yeah, and it's a, it's a way to, to learn. But then, you know, you're going to want a, your physical deck that you're using mm-hmm. to um, work with and you don't have to just have one deck like
0: oh absolutely you won't
1: you won't end up with one i
0: mean we'll talk about like tarot superstitions and things like that later on yeah um but honestly if you feel called to it don't worry about having to the the cliche about you have to you know store it in a black cloth bag don't worry about the the superstition that you have to store it in a pine box don't worry about the superstition that you know it has to be given to you or you cannot buy it you have to steal it please you know don't Don't put yourself in a situation where you're stealing from a small business. That's not cool. See, I've heard about
1: give it, but I didn't hear about stealing. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, There's a a superstition about, you know, if no one is giving you a deck, then you have to steal it.
1: Well, and that's the other thing is like, uh, if somebody gives you a deck and then you go out and buy it for yourself, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Tori, I'm looking at you. Um, (laughs) But I think, um, you know, it's just nice. Uh, Actually, this Yule seemed like um, between me and Ava, everybody was getting tarot decks. Yeah, tarot decks for everybody. <laughs> tarot decks for right? everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think because uh, Clayton, we I uh, she got him as her demon gift. Him was a like what is it, the Hermes or the no, not the Hermes, the um, Thoth deck.
0: Yes, the um, the
1: Crowley version of
0: uh, what was it called? The illuminated dark tarot. What was it called?
1: Well, i don't i can look it up it was on etsy um we'll link it we'll link it down yeah we're gonna link all these people it's
0: it'll be Um, the only thoth deck on the on the list
1: yeah it is by pixel occult on etsy um they're out of portland oregon what up it's the wayward dark terror wayward
0: dark i was thinking of a completely different deck
1: and it's like it's the art is so amazing yeah um it comes in a cool metal tin and like you two were pouring over it and just like
0: stunning stunning It's, uh, between that and the true black tarot, there's just so many different layers of symbolism in a very sort of minimalist color scheme. And there's just, there's the, oh, I could sit there and stare for hours. Right. And, and really do some serious scrying. Uh, And that's something we haven't talked about either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to, um, we have a mirror that we'd like to paint black for a scrying. It's Mm. like. Not handheld, but it's, like, not gigantic.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and
1: it was this old mirror, and it's, like, we just decided, oh, this would be a good scribe mirror. Hell, yeah. But um, you don't necessarily have to do a mirror. You can use water. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is anything that's kind of, like, slightly reflective, but you don't want to see your own reflection. Yeah. Um,
0: and honestly, that's one of the first things I ever did was, you know. Um, same. Like, putting, I actually put little dandelion heads floating in the water. And I was scrying for something. And I think the dandelion heads were supposed to make like a letter. And it, it was something I read online. And like I'm floating these dandelion heads in the water trying to, to scry like a letter or a name or a symbol or something. Yeah. Or, or um, there's the uh, the old myth about, you know, if you're able to peel an apple with a knife, peel the entire skin off and throw it over your left shoulder, it's supposed to spell out the first initial of the person you're going to marry or something
1: like that. Mm. I yeah. mean, every time I peel an apple, that's my goal is one type. <laughs> but I hardly it's ever peel It's so satisfying. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I used to work in a kitchen and we had to like peel the apples, like that was always my goal was like.
0: One long peel get, like, yes. Yeah.
1: With the mirror, it's like you want it to be black um you would want the room to be dim and you would you would want some light reflecting on it mm-hmm. but you want to like the ideal with scrying is as far as i understand it and what i've used it for in the past mm-hmm. um you're trying to shut off your consciousness mm-hmm. and you're trying to allow your subconscious to come through um that's storing information that you've gathered from whether it's other people's energies, guides, higher self, universe, whatever. And you're trying to let that come through. Now, there's probably... That's probably only just one scratch of mm-hmm. the surface of, like, what you can do with scrying mirrors. But you don't even have to have a mirror. Like, the first way I did it, I had this book before mm-hmm. I was, like, practicing. Mm-hmm. And it was something about trying to be, like, clairvoyant. All these ways mm-hmm. to, like, spirit communication. Everything else under the sun. Nice. And so, like... Um, what I did was, uh, I, the instruction was like, do a five inch radius circle Mm -hmm. on like a card, Mm
2: -hmm. index
1: card in a black Sharpie, just make it black. Okay. So I thought, okay, this is easy to do. And I did. And so what you do is you just, you zone out and you stare at this black dot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes a while, but it's kind of like, okay, you'll see smoky wisps kind of form you don't want to focus on anything that comes across your vision. It's almost like a, in between a third eye, like you don't see it on the black spot. Like the
0: magic eye pictures. Yeah,
1: kind of, but you're not going to see it on the spot really, but you kind of do like, and you would see these flashes of colors and you would see all this stuff. And for the longest time I would do it. And like, they say, okay, well, so-and-so over here, they see a cat. And when they see a cat, that's a bad omen. But if you see a cat, it might be a good omen. You have to like, learn what your subconscious and stuff is trying to tell you
2: Interesting.
1: now what what occurred to me that I did not mean to happen but was good <laughs> was like so when growing up when Ava was there is like more of a voice and it felt like this thing in my head that was like you know I went from thinking I was possessed to having like some kind of personality in my head and it was like this disconnect of control mm-hmm. um it's like She would channel. I wouldn't remember much of what she did. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's... When I did this, it was like... It opened a door that Mm -hmm. I had not opened before. And it was like... That began a... Almost coexistence. A Mm co-possession. Or a double-headed possession. I've heard it called different things. Mm -hmm. Where it's like... I can actually communicate, communicate. Not Mm hear. It was almost like someone was talking at you. Or to you, Mm -hmm. but not a conversation. And so, this kind of opened the door, um, and I think it's just that connecting that bridge between your conscious and subconscious, whether or not you even see anything in the scrying mirror, I would encourage you to do that.
2: Mm -hmm. You don't
1: need a mirror. You could get a bowl of water, sit in the dark, um, Mm -hmm. something that's, like, dark and, like, light a candle, because the candlelight's good and reflective, and it kind of encourages movement, Mm -hmm. but very slight. Like, candlelight's very good for divination and stuff, because... I mean, we all know what it's like in the dark with candles casting shadows. Like, yeah. And if you think you see something, it's almost like looking at clouds and seeing something like, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody might see a llama, but you see a fucking giraffe. I don't know. But, you know, yeah, it's it's something like that where I think you need to trust your instinct, trust what you see and kind of get familiar with that process. But I don't think you even need to see something. I would encourage you to do the scrying as a like um, practice on how to let your conscious slip
2: mm-hmm. and your
1: subconscious come further. And maybe that's why, because it's almost like if I'm too conscious, like I can share space with Ava in my head, but if I'm too conscious about it or I'm too focused, it's like, okay, I got to get in the back seat. Yeah. But if, if I'm like letting myself slip, uh, actively, or if I zone out or if I'm slightly buzzed from mm-hmm. drinking and I can like, shh, quiet my consciousness, Mm -hmm. that's when she channels through so much easier. Yeah. So it's almost like a... Because
0: you're in a liminal state.
1: Right. Yeah. It's almost like a driving situation where it's like, oh, they're in the backseat, but okay, I'm going to take over. Mm -hmm. And you can do it at the same time, but, you know, everybody that's around has seen the change and seen like the differences and Mm -hmm. that happen when one's in control and one's not. Or there's like double... And it can be confusing, but I think that happened for us because... I made a bridge to my subconscious. Mm-hmm. And so I think even if you're not divinating with scrying, um, it's a good practice. Just make that little Sharpie five inch radius circle mm-hmm. on an index card and just stare at it. Don't think, let your mind like wander. It's almost like a meditation Yeah. Um, with your eyes closed, which you could do it too. But I think these are good practices for people um, to do. So they learn how to kind of control their, processes. Yes. Whether or not you're receiving messages. And I think that builds your intuition.
0: Yes. Um. wonder how I really got into like being in that liminal space. You know how I really trained myself. Do you remember the Wii Fit boards?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there was one. uh, So the Wii Fit trainer had a specific one that was for meditation. And I actually found that that was a like a a gate opening way for me to sort of like come into, okay, this is what it's like to be in between and how to like sort of train those muscles to sort of be conscious, but not conscious to, to find that liminal state. It was, it was really, it's such a weird connection, but it was like, I was not paying attention. I was told to zone out. I was told to breathe and relax And I think they gave you like a little candle, like a little Wii Fit graphic candle flame to focus on.
1: I feel like I remember this because we had a a Fit board and all that shit.
0: It was like, it was the, it was my introduction to gaming. It's like, I, I love being a gamer. I love playing video games, but I didn't get into video games until very late because my parents were not pro video games. But the Wii Fit was somehow okay because there was like an active element to it. So it was getting you up off the couch. I don't know. But it made you... But I used <laughs> it for learning how to witchcraft. So...
1: <laughs> I mean, but I think, like, I think that's perfect. Like, it doesn't, there's not one way to do it. Yeah. And whatever helps you, we're not saying, oh, just go drink so you can lose. I mean, it's whatever you want, whatever you feel like helps you zone out. And I guess you could call it daydreaming. But you get visions that way, too.
2: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: so... Not only were we teaching you how to, like, kind of open yourself to it, but Mm -hmm. it's also how you're going to receive divination. And I think it's good for tarot. I think Mm -hmm. it's good for pendulums. It's good for any method. Because, again, like we've said before, you're the real tool.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You're a real
1: tool. Yeah, you're the real tool. Um, (laughs) And you're the conduit. Mm -hmm. And these other things are helpful Mm -hmm. as a symbol, as an item to use to help encourage that. But you can lay in your bed, close your eyes and get visions in the black, the back of your eyelids. Yeah. Cause I've done that. Oh yeah. Um, you can hear things. Um, some things will talk to you and stuff. So play around with anything. Um, and I do want to talk about pendulums because it reminds me, I got mine from, well, it's mostly Ava's, but <laughs> I had, I got one from a local shop here. That's like a big moonstone. Mm-hmm. on, like, this copper wire. It's really pretty, but I never, like, connected to it. Mm. And then um, we started following, uh, which I think I can link it to. Um, she's got an Etsy. Um, it's Earth and Bone. Okay. But that's where I got that pendulum that you see in the picture that we put up. Um, it's a piece of quartz. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, copper, electroplated. And it's got a cool little cage on top mm-hmm. with the chain. And that, the minute I held it, like... It just felt so good. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not the biggest just plain quartz person, but in that setting, it's like, okay, well, quartz is such a good conduit mm-hmm. and a conductor and it's copper mm-hmm. too. So, um, and even a little tail of it has a little piece of quartz. But one of the things she's been doing recently is making and selling scrying mirrors in Ooh. different shapes and sizes. And they're really cool because like, I'm totally going to link this, but that's what made me think about it. Um <gasps>
2: That's beautiful.
1: So um, check her out because these are kind of like.
0: That's stunning. One of
1: a kind. Get them when you can get them. And that's what I did with the pendulum. It's like shop update. That kind of setup. Yeah. And it's like I got it and I was stoked that I was able to grab one. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was perfect. And so I think um, like we talked about in our first episode, your pendulum can be. And this one wasn't expensive, but Mm -hmm. your pendulum could be something you made. You could find them at so many different shops. Uh, It could be a necklace. It could be a bit of string with, you know, something heavy-ish tied to the end. Yeah. You can use whatever you want for a pendulum. But the idea with pendulums are you can use a board. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But.
0: Which I've only done that once or twice. And that uh, that was one of the things we actually did when I did the investigation at St. Albans. Was we actually, I had a pendulum and, um. The group leader who had kind of learned, unfortunately, that I was very sensitive and that things were going to try to reach out to me uh, (laughs) during this walkthrough. She's like, oh, fuck, I have to watch you. Um, But she went down there and she's, um, you know, she had us all sort of sit in a circle in um, the basement, which was actually for solitary confinement and um she asked if anyone knew how to use a pendulum so i of course raised my hand and i am the only person to raise my hand um and she asked me if i'd ever used a pendulum board before and i said you know i haven't so she had one with her and i used my pendulum and i sort of explained you know how i use my pendulum to the group and she sort of explained how to use the board and so i actually ended up sitting down there because there was a very, very strong presence. And I actually, later on, I had to stay down there longer than the rest of the group because I ended up getting really, really sick from this presence. But we actually went and, you know, started using the board and we asked, you know, um, is there anyone here? We got a strong yes. Um, would you like to speak with us? Another yes. And usually with pendulums, I don't know about you, but I like to ask beforehand and say, I ask the pendulum, you know, please show me a yes, please show me a no, please show me a I don't know, please show me a... uh, Maybe. (laughs) A maybe.
1: Um, See, I've always set mine. Okay. I don't add, like... But every time I do a session, whether Mm -hmm. it's me or Ava doing it, is Mm -hmm. like, we'll hold the pendulum. And what you want to do is hold it like near the back or kind of near the middle, but you want it to hang Mm -hmm. and you want it to kind of stay still. Mm -hmm. But you want to prop your elbow up and kind of leave your hand a little Mm because even some people say, oh, well, it's only moving because of your micro twitching. But Mm -hmm. they're so receptive and like, I feel like I'm moving this, but I'm not moving it and it's responding. So I like a pendulum. Like Mm -hmm. I've just always been drawn to them. But, so you want to, like, keep your arm relaxed. And you can just kind of suspend it. And they might even say you're subconscious or something's using your hand to move it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's still the same thing. It's but the
0: same theory behind, you know, Ouija boards. Right. You, moving the planchette.
1: But, like, for me, I sit down before I do a session, um, whether I'm asking Ava a question, which is always kind of weird because, like, she'll just fucking tell me instead of moving it. <laughs> but, um... But especially or he- when you were first starting out. Right. And I've, yeah. like, used it with Hecate and I've used mm-hmm. it with, like, other things. But... Um I've never used
0: a pendulum with mom. I never have. I don't know why.
1: Now I know Ava likes to take it to like places. She even brought it when we were going foraging Mm -hmm. and it's like, show me where the bones are. We found so many bones. And not well, even using that's the pendulum. Almost, that's
0: almost like dowsing. Right. Like a dowsing rod. Yeah.
1: Which, which is a
0: similar thing. Yeah. yeah. But so,
1: um, I, like when I start, I say this is a yes and I like move it vertical, up and down. Mm-hmm. This is a yes, like a nodding yes. Mm-hmm. And then I stop it and you can usually stop it by tapping it on the table or your palm resetting. I usually
0: just ask it to stop and it'll, Okay. Well. I, I usually just say thank you and it'll slow down. <laughs> and this
1: is, but like, this is the other thing too, is like, there's no right way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just what you feel comfortable. It's what it tells you, what you feel. And mm-hmm. then I'll say no is uh, horizontal back and forth. And this mm-hmm. Am I doing the planes right? Anyway, <laughs> like you were shaking your head no. Like that's where it's mm-hmm. going to move. And then a maybe is clockwise spinning. Mm-hmm. Or if I don't want to answer, it doesn't move. Mm -hmm. And then, and I don't know, is a windershins or counterclockwise kind Mm -hmm. of like rotation. And you might be like, oh, there's no way this is actually going to move unless I move it. It will fucking move. It will. It's ridiculous.
0: And I've had it go like helicopter before. Oh, yeah. And I've had them
1: like jump the chain, like, you know, like something pushed it up. And they're really cool and they're just fun. Mm -hmm. And there's really cool ways to find like the stone you might want. There's ones that are cages where you can swap out stones if you're into that. Um, It's fancy and cool. Or like I said... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, if you are drawn to something and you just want to hang it there, whatever you want to do. Now, for me, I have like had that one, and I don't wear it. Your the yours is the one that you had talked about in the first episode. Mm-hmm. We're bringing it around where you said I have one that's like a necklace, and I just take it off and I use well, it. Well,
0: honestly, I, it's not even. Sometimes I don't have my stuff with me because I'm. ADHD and I forget. Right. Um. So sometimes I will just end up using something I have on me, like a necklace or something like that. That's not meant to be a pendulum. It could totally be a pendulum. Right. Um. So sometimes I'll just sort of say, all right, this is me. I'm going to use it for this purpose. And it, you just use what you have.
1: Yeah. And the idea is like anything that's heavy enough to make the string taut mm-hmm. or the chain or whatever it's holding from, because it can't be light enough where it's just going to blow around or... yeah. Or not have any substance or weight to it. Um, Now, as far as pendulum boards, like, you can have the ones that have, that are broken up into so many discs. It's like a Wheel Mm -hmm. of Fortune thing. And it's got, like, yes, no, maybe. And it's got Mm -hmm. letters. You can use Mm -hmm. it like a Ouija board.
0: And the one that I had was definitely, uh, it had actual letters and numbers on it. Yeah. So we were able to use it like a Ouija board. And
1: see, I've not used one of those. I've only ever done the yes or no. And, like... That's, I mean, that's the thing: is if you're not using things with letters or numbers, you mm-hmm. keep it to yes or no questions. Mm-hmm. Don't.
0: And by the way, you can totally make your own.
1: Right. We're all oh, about yeah. some DIY witchcraft. Yeah, just get a bit. Of, <laughs> just get a bit of cardboard. But um, mm-hmm. bringing that around to kind of the idea of a Ouija board um, to divinate, um, you can ask it questions. Now I know there's superstitions around it.
0: Around the Ouija board? Well, yeah. Okay. Or sorry, fear and my... like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a... Spoonie brain moment.
1: Sorry. Um, no, you're good. Like, okay, well, they're like, never use it by yourself. Fuck that. Use it. Yeah. I mean, but again, we're, you're, if you're going to use it, like, go into it with some fucking, like, knowledge. Go into it with respect. And yeah, and like, do like you were going to talk to any spirit. Like, we've talked about investigations. Mm -hmm. Treat the Ouija board like you would if you walked into a haunted place and you were like, who, is there anybody here that wants to speak to me? Mm -hmm. Like, you can use it as like a, oh, is there anything they want? But just be respectful and mindful. Mm-hmm. If you feel like things are getting to where you don't enjoy it, close the session.
2: Yeah.
1: um I'm not the one who thinks, oh, leaving the planchette on the board keeps it active and open. No. You open it. You close it. Yeah. And so you're the conduit. They're just the using The planchette is
0: just a tool. The planchette is using. like a pendulum. Yeah.
1: It's something's either using you.
0: I'm sure you could use a pendulum on a Ouija board. I'm sure you could.
2: I'm
1: sure. I
0: mean, you could totally get some charmed shit with it. Now, um... <laughs> where they would use a pendulum and be like, where is this monster on the map? And it would magnetically go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: um, uh, so if your pendulum, like, points in a direction and mm-hmm. the chain's, like, taut and, like, like that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh... That I mean, hasn't it's not to gonna... Me. It's not gonna magnetically... Right. I mean, I've never had that. No. Uh, But I would
0: be really sincerely questioning if somebody told me that they'd had something exactly like that happen. Right. Well,
1: so uh, you've got a Ouija board and a planchette. Mm -hmm. A Ouija board is something that you're using. So the pendulum could be a planchette over a board. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to remember, and we'll do a whole Ouija episode episode or two. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that a planchette did not come with the Ouija board. The planchette start was like, used to be automatic writing, which is a form of divination, which is how Ava gave me her sigil when I started working with her as a familiar was automatic writing Okay. and on little wheels Mm -hmm. with a pencil. And I want one so fucking bad if I ever find one. And it used to be for automatic writing. You would put it on a table with paper and people would move it around and it would it would write the stuff. And then that evolved into the planchette with the eye that you use the board with. But originally Mm. the planchette was an automatic writing tool. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, it was still used like a parlor Mm -hmm. thing in that, you know, era of like seances and all that. Like people really liked that. Um, And so they're really cool. You put a little pencil in and you could you could do that with anything, Mm -hmm. you know, a little tiny pencil, but you can also use your hand. And Mm -hmm. um, so when I was trying to connect with Ava uh, as she was coming back and as a familiar and trying to build a new bridge to this entity that had been kind of inside and now was separate and channeling
2: Mm -hmm. um
1: it was kind of like i've got this like whisper of like you need a sigil
2: Mm
1: -hmm. i'll give you a sigil and i've never seen this before Mm -hmm. never knew she had a sigil Mm -hmm. and what she wrote looked so cool which i'm kind of like i'm not as scared about people like having a name and all that because she's pretty like you're not gonna fucking summon me if i don't want to come yeah but you know, it's like, the sigil's not something that I just want to, like, have out. But mm-hmm. she did it in a way where it's... What do you call it when something looks one way upside down and another?
0: Oh, there's a word for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just don't know it. Me either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't mean it's the same thing, but, like, it's a... It's such... It came to me so quick, and I just jotted it down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I stopped and looked at it, it was like, holy shit. Like, this is completely her I can see it what mm-hmm. and then it was like turn it over and it was like oh this is a whole other thing too mm-hmm. so automatic writing could be a way to divinate if you like that kind of thing be it ballpoint pencil mm-hmm. whatever you want to do chalk but I think finger paint yeah I think it's like and I've tried it before Blood of your
0: enemies <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> um and I would say like maybe you know like close your eyes get mm-hmm. into a trance state meditative ask your questions And hold your pencil and, like, just your hand will start doing it. Yeah. And that's either you're relaying messages or something's using your hand. So I think there's different ways to look at it. If you don't feel like something's moving your hand and you feel like you're doing it, it doesn't mean you're not channeling something to give you an answer. But you're also not actively trying to write words. You're just letting something work through you. Yeah. And that's kind of like how you have to do a Ouija board because, like, if it does letters, you have to kind of write down as it goes Sometimes, yeah, because you know, there's a bunch of letters, and sometimes you can't always remember, and it's like, wait, what was that?
2: Yeah,
0: it's it's best to write it down as you go.
1: Yeah, um, and there was actually a control that we did because we got all skeptical and sciency about it. The like mm-hmm. one time we used a Ouija board way back in the day, and me and a couple friends, it was like we put the board, and we were like, oh, we're so skeptical. Me and Alex are like, oh, we don't believe that. that. So mm-hmm. what we did was like. I was using the planchette blindfolded.
2: Okay.
1: She was using the planchette with me across the board,
2: mm-hmm. blindfolded. Mm-hmm. Alex
1: was writing down answers without saying anything. Ooh,
2: okay. And I was
1: asking questions, but not out loud. Ooh,
2: so in my okay. head,
1: I was asking questions
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we, the planchette was moving and Alex was writing down the letters. And I would say, okay, that was the end of that question. And then I'm going to ask another question. And it was fucking, like, I even have chills now. Like, I'm not going (laughs) to mention what I asked it. But at the same time, it like, it was so. But you're both
0: blindfolded. And the answers that it's spelling out, even though you're not saying it verbally, are coherent.
1: Right. And so that's what's strange is because he didn't know what I was going to ask it. Mm -hmm. She didn't know I was going to ask it. He didn't have his hands on the board. Mm -hmm. He was writing down what we wrote. And even if he was making up shit, he had no idea what I was asking because we didn't yeah. see where the board was going. And so it spelled out names that were misspelled commonly, like fucking spelled correctly. Mm. It gave days for things that I asked. I should have remembered those right <laughs> but it was it was too spot on too accurate to be coincidence because and that was our way to control. It. And it's like, okay, now there is something to this because yeah. I'd always looked at um this is before I practiced. Um, witchery and divinated and all that I always always looked at them as like okay it's kind of cool I've always believed in spirits and stuff but like Ouija boards like eh, it depends on who you're with Yeah. and we've had good results with them with group of people that are in that energy but it mm-hmm. seems like anybody that's there that's not on the same wavelength as you throws it off it makes yeah. it weird and uh, me and Alex have done it before and gotten like some stuff I've done it by myself and gotten some stuff but yeah. As much as I love Ouija boards and as much as I like planchettes and the symbolism and all that, mm-hmm. I don't use them as often because like, I do have that crutch of Ava being like my go-to divinator yeah. of she download, it's like I download information from her. She gives it to me mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like the incense that she makes, that was all her. Um, mm-hmm. She made it through me and I'm like, I don't know what these are. I don't even think she knew what they were for, but yeah. she just knew it and is needed. Yeah. So and like you kind of said, awesome stuff. Right, well, <laughs> Yeah, she's gonna start making it and selling it for like um, six hundred dollars and sixty six cents, <laughs> for sixty six. It's there's gonna be a lot of sixes. Oh yeah. Um, but no, it's it's really cool, and it go it ties back into what you said about just letting, like closing your eyes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, the contest to win it. That's what she did. You couldn't see, but the tarot, it's like I spanned them out of mm-hmm. everybody's cards that they picked, and I just till you feel like. Run your hand over till you feel a tingle. Pick mm-hmm. that card. Pull it. Like, there's so many ways. It doesn't just mean shuffle and take the top card. You yeah. can fan them out and pick. You yeah. can There are shuffle some
0: instances them. where you actually want to find, like, a certain card in the deck and then another certain card in the deck. And then the cards that are in between those two are your reading. And that can be a good chunk of the deck sometimes.
1: Right. And yeah. so um, somebody like Tori um on what was it new years i think she did a a spread for mm-hmm. like the year and then she also tried that thing that i did with the threads of fate deck
2: mm-hmm. was
1: like the introduction she shuffled the shit out of these cards mm-hmm. i mean there's how many cards is 78 yes that's in a deck shuffled them well she had just had a three like a three or four card reading so your odds of getting one of those cards again in the exact same question mm-hmm. that's relative to the other thing mm-hmm. is like very low statistically yes and she fuck it and it gave her that same card in a response to like when it was something about like what do you want me to get out of this deck um and it was something she had pulled before and it was the exact same card And it's like the deck and it's like yeah this is what i'm telling you yeah and so i mean and it's probably a major arcana right.
0: card yeah
1: but you know and don't just like fucking think oh well it's coincidence like sometimes things might be but i think the biggest thing with divination is to trust your instinct trust your intuition Mm
2: -hmm.
1: listen Mm -hmm. and you know don't go in where every little thing like leaf blowing across the street is fucking telling me something yeah but when something stands out it stands out
0: it stands out for a reason
1: yeah like if that card does jump out of a deck and fall down yeah and it's like You could pick it up, but look at it and it might be something that you didn't intend to ask, but it's been on your mind and the deck's like, here, I'll give you, (laughs) like, I'll help. Yeah,
0: I have, I have actually done readings for myself or done readings for other people where it's multiple readings for different questions. So we've got one reading here and one reading there, and sometimes the deck will just take over and say no, no. You're not allowed to focus on your love life right now. You need to get your money situation under control. And I will draw the exact same three cards, even if I've shuffled it two dozen times. Right. Because that is your reading, and it's like no, no. You listen to this. <laughs>
1: right. And I think there's, um, I think there's pushing too much. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes, um, I've learned, and I know others have learned, where it's like, if you wait a couple of days and ask the same question and you get these mm-hmm. cards that don't seem to make sense or point to the same direction and then okay a couple of weeks later you you ask the same question. like I don't think it's set in stone but at the same rate it's almost like you can irritate oh yeah things or mm-hmm. whatever whether it be the deck whether it be something you're and it's like are you just asking till you get an answer you want mm-hmm. or are you actually like actively doing it and I think when I do tarot readings, I look at them like sometimes they fucking read you like a motherfucker and they're spot on. And other times, especially for future, it's like, oh God, this is exactly what I'm worrying about. But is it telling me that's what's going to happen or just this is what you're worrying about. Mm -hmm. And until you do certain things to fix it, that's what the outcome might be. And so I think if you get a reading that like scares the shit out of you or seems to confirm something negative that, you've been worrying about coming up down the road, like, don't just, like, bow to whatever. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's set in stone. And I'm not one to say, like, you know, as far as fate and destiny and all this, like, I think things are fluid. And it's like, mm-hmm. at this rate, this might be what your future, your questions... You the
0: most possible, like, the most likely outcome. Right. And honestly, the card that you should be focusing on the most... The most in that reading is your present card because your outcome is really reliant upon that middle card of what you're doing right now or what you should be doing right now. So that thing is or is not going to happen based on whether or not you follow the advice that's given to you in that middle card. So, I mean... And I think
1: that's all intuition, too. Yeah. You kind of get a feel where it's like, obviously, if you pull a past card related to a question, mm-hmm. um, and it's spot on, like, you're not going to change the past. Mm-hmm. And the present is, like, what you're struggling with. And yeah. then the outcome, be it good or bad or indifferent, is like, okay, well, there's ways to tweak this. If I don't want this to happen, mm-hmm. then I know that this thing I've been worrying about in the present needs to be looked at this way or dealt with or maybe ignored, whatever it is. So, Mm -hmm.
0: um, and there's multiple ways to read like three card spreads and stuff like that. We'll get into that later on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the
1: whole thing. But um, what led me down that path was like the idea of like, I think some people and nobody I know, but I know there's people out there that uh, who was it I was listening to. Something that said they got too reliant on a Ouija board because it was giving them answers every day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Okay, you can divinate every day, but you're going to confuse yourself because things change.
2: Yes. Things
1: move. things, Mm -hmm. And it's like divination is an amazing tool. Um, But I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, don't set everything in stone just on something you get. Use it in addition to your intuition, Mm -hmm. your feelings, like your common sense, Mm -hmm. what you're struggling with. And don't... Don't just go off of, well, okay, the pendulum said, yes, I'm doing it. If it feels, like, iffy, like, sometimes you have to come back and evaluate some of it. So Right.
0: And I, I, I find that sometimes people are so... I had one person. I can say this because I read for them online, and I don't know this person, and I don't know anyone else who knows this person. Um, but I had this one person who came in... To my room where I was reading tarot. And she had already, before I ever pulled any cards, had decided what she wanted to try to make her reading out to be. And honestly, if you go in and you come in with that mindset and you're not open to what the cards are saying to you, you're not going to be open to what it is they have to say. Right. Because I ended up pulling like... The tower and the devil for her. And basically, and I think, oh, what was it? Five of swords? It was a really negative (laughs) reading, And, um, or six of swords? Seven of swords? It was a sword. It was a sword. I know that. Um, And I can't remember which one it was right now. Um, Because my brain is foggy. And it was the one... Oh, it's the one about people hiding the truth from you and people telling lies. Is that Seven of Swords or Six of Swords? You're asking the wrong person. Okay. Ask Um, the deck. I'll I'll have to (laughs) consult the book later. Um, And it's so funny because I can remember the deck I was reading with and I can see the card clearly in my mind and I just can't remember. Because I know there's a fox and I remember the fox (laughs) sitting on top of the swords and like hiding some of the swords and looking very coyly.
1: Classic fox,
0: yeah, like over the top of his bushy tail, like, hi, I got a secret. Um, it's the well-known deck by Kim Kranz. If you want to look it
1: up, um, um, yeah, I have that one.
0: Yeah, um, but it's a it's a really interesting card, and it's all about people like hiding the truth from you, and or or even if someone is not being honest, right? And in this case, it was her not being honest with herself, right? Um because there was some uh, level of addiction and things and mm-hmm. and impulsivity and things like that that we're seeing with the devil card and we're seeing some really nasty negative outcomes and how that's affecting her in the tower card so you know and I try to explain this to her and she came back with oh this is because my dad joined a, a satanic cult and this and that and the other and I'm just like just because the devil is here, that is not what that means. And I had to right. go into that spiel <laughs> again.
1: <laughs> right. And that's like, I think people that are unfamiliar with tarot, they're scared of the devil and the death mm-hmm. card. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think, oh, that that it's a literal face, but it's not. It's not. Um, doesn't mean it couldn't be. But it's not typically... Yeah. It's usually like change. It's usually mm-hmm. letting go... Um, the tower, the tower is the
0: one you need to work out. Right. But I mean, the
1: tower seems to be like, um, one of those cards where it's like, if you keep getting it, um, you really need to focus on why you're getting it. Mm -hmm. I know we joke about it, but it's about destruction. And that doesn't mean that's all doom and gloom or bad Mm -hmm. because, you can create out of destruction you can be reborn out of destruction and so Mm -hmm. maybe there's something you're seeing with it Mm -hmm. but again this is so much of the tarot episode that we will go in depth so don't get mad because we're not explaining everything because you'll get that eventually but um if you would like cricket to read your tarot um we do have a level on patreon uh 10 and up (laughs) um you get a tarot reading and she's got to do ours for this month yes um for everybody um
0: i know i'm behind i'm sorry Executive dysfunction is a bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, when you go into it, you have your way of doing it and mm-hmm. stuff. And the messages people were getting from the readings were like, holy shit. And, um, and this
0: is just from a single card.
1: Right. This is, a, yeah, a single card. And I think um, Ava likes Tarot so much because she doesn't necessarily even want you to ask her a question. She's mm-hmm. like, and I don't even know... I can't read these for you, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be, I'm going to connect to your energy and to connect to whatever's around you. And I'm going to pull you spot on and mm-hmm. her reading, like I pull stuff and it's like, Oh, it's a little foggy here and there, but like, it's not her, it's that channel. And it's like, Oh, you're going to have to decide, figure this out. You're going to have to read it yourself, but mm-hmm. these are your cards. And yeah. she loves doing that. And even with a one card, even with all this and that. So, um, and you can do daily ones like that. That's good.
0: Uh, especially if you're not doing a full three card reading every day, like if you're pulling one card, especially if you're pulling from like an oracle deck or something, I right. think that that's a really great way to sort of like figure out, all right, where do I, where does my head need to be at today? You know, like what do I, what challenges am I going to face? Yeah. You know. Um,
1: now I've not used an oracle deck before.
0: Okay. Um, it's you use it just like you would use a tarot deck. Yeah. It's just that you have to rely more heavily on the book. That's all right. Um. So more meanings to memorize.
1: Yeah. And when we talk about the uh, Thoth deck, mm-hmm. that's like an Aleister Crowley like tweak of a tarot.
0: Yes. Of the writer Wade Smith. Right. Yes.
1: And above my pay grade.
0: I have never <laughs> used one. I have never used one. There's also the Lenormand tarot. I had a friend who used that, uh, and she preferred using that um, because there was not it was it was an easier deck for her to read with
2: hmm.
0: so it's different strokes for different folks everybody's different i use the excuse me i use the um rider waite smith deck that just is the one that calls out to me the most i think yeah um it's kind of your standard you know you see it in pop culture tv all over the place yeah it's like
1: the one that started tarot yeah um, not card reading, but tarot, um, yeah. because that's you know, when you talk about cardamancy, mm-hmm. that's not always. They're not talking about tarot. You can just do playing cards. You can do all this other stuff, yeah. but um,
0: which we'll talk about. We'll talk about that later because tarot has a really interesting history. Yeah, and
1: I want to know it. Okay,
0: because we'll I know some later. of
1: it, but okay. you can tell us all about it. Oh yeah. Um. So nearing the end of our episode, what I would like we kind of said before send us a message or um if you're gonna follow us on instagram um tag us share the stories but or comment on the posts we make for this release we want to know what your favorite thing to do is uh if you have a deck or pendulum or something from artists you want to shout out we always love to see um new stuff uh we will definitely tag the shit out of all the people that we adore and Mm -hmm. their work um
0: I, I have so many <laughs> decks.
1: Um, yeah, you'll, you'll have to bones the- can t- attest <clears throat> to
0: this because they send bones and Ava all the decks all the time,
1: <laughs> and it's like, oh, I want this one, or oh, look at this, and there's so many. There's and-
0: so many beautiful decks out there. I mean, it. There's one for everybody for sure, uh, and it's. F- <laughs> I, and I mean, I, I at this point. It's tough not to become a collector because they're all so pretty.
1: Well, that's what I want to collect um Ouija boards because mm. we have a couple, but I want like those old vintage ones, and they can get up yeah. there in price because I feel like if people have them, they know what they have yeah, um and they're still in like condition and everything like yeah um,
0: do you follow the talking board society? Yes, okay,
1: and also follow a really cool person. I'm gonna look it up okay. Hopefully they don't care. But she um, (laughs) answered some questions I had about um, Ouija board and like to date it and things like that. But she's really cool because um, she's a collector and always posts like really cryptids and crystals. It's like cryptids underscore and underscore crystals on Instagram. Um, And it's a couple. But they have all these really cool vintage boards they post. And Mm -hmm. like um, so if you're into that kind of thing, like. I don't know. Maybe they don't want to follow you, but if they do, like look for them because, like, I don't know. There's something about the lore, Ouija, and the history, and like the way they look. I love. So when we get to that, yeah, I'll dump this knowledge on you. Oh hell um, yeah! But you're you're like where I dabble in tarot and I'm learning. Like, I mean, you do this mm-hmm. and like so.
0: I yeah. do it. I do it professionally.
1: Right. <laughs> So
0: sort of. I'm not going to pro- professional <laughs> as I can be. Right. I mean, so you're going to get, some,
1: yeah, you'll get some information on yeah. tarot when we do a series. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't just do an episode. Um, yeah. but I think, uh, like pendulums, Etsy, your local witch shop, um, even mm-hmm. your new age ones are going to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find them in metal, any kind of metal you want. You mm-hmm. can find them in stone. You can find them in fucking whatever. Um,
0: Almost any material. It's, yeah. Almost any material.
1: Right. That you could think of. Yeah. So whatever you're drawn to, just, yeah,
0: that. Yeah.
1: Don't, you don't need a board. Yeah. Um,
0: And you don't even have to buy, I mean, make them yourself if you want to. That's what I'm saying. There are some people who are very, I'm going to say it, elitist about you have to make your own and you have to do this. And I'm just not about that. Right. You know, do what you will. You know, uh, honestly, I think that there is a sort of attachment and there is more magical connection. I think if you make them yourself and you are putting that intent in there, but if you're not comfortable, if you don't have the time, if you just don't fucking want to. That's fine. Buy a set. They're beautiful. And I mean, honestly, just like tarot cards, you can have multiple decks.
1: Right. Decks, pendulums, Mm -hmm. runes, dice we have them all whatever multiples Um, of all of them (laughs) yeah um and like i said you don't have to have like a there's not a specific scrymary you can find them you Mm -hmm. can make one um you can do it in a bowl of water you can do it like i said with a piece of paper and a black circle from a sharpie you can Um, use a
0: piece of obsidian
1: exactly that's Mm -hmm. yes um
0: or a crystal ball i mean i know that's cliche but that's that was used for scrying for a reason. Yeah,
1: there's a reason that the crystal ball has like become that. Because what you're doing is you're giving yourself something to focus on that's not attention grabbing mm-hmm. and is like a can a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. Because your eyes, when you zone out, you'll see like your eyes will show you pictures of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be detailed. It might be like flashes. It might come with some knowledge or voice.
2: And
0: it's a great thing to focus on because all of these different things they distort reality a little bit. Yeah. There is that that presence of the liminal, you know, when you're looking at a crystal ball, uh, whether no matter what it is, whether it's, you know, a piece of Jasper that has just really great funky shapes and colors and things like that. And you can scry in that all day long, uh, whether it's a piece of leaded glass, whether it's a piece of, um, you know, obsidian or, um, you know, whatever you want, you know, there's... There's a little bit of a distorted reality there, even if you're talking about like the cliche, you know, just glass crystal ball because of the lens of the convex concave, you know, sort of thing. And it's actually I I love, you know, playing with them in photography because everything becomes distorted and flipped and changed, almost like a fisheye lens. Yeah. You know, and it's. Putting you visually in that liminal space and allowing you to focus your attention there and pulling you out of the mundane, you know? Right. And like,
1: that's, your consciousness is usually active. And Mm -hmm. when you feel like you zone out or you daydream or you were driving, you're like, wait, I don't even remember driving here. You disassociate. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Sometimes you can disassociate in a good way. Mm -hmm. But, like, I call it, like, zoning out, doing, like, a zombie thing. And, like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you mean to, sometimes you don't. But the trick is getting used to, and I've been doing it for so long for many different reasons. It's so easy for me to, like. Just go. Just like that. But, no, I mean, but that's what we're encouraging you to do is strengthen that, like, bridge. Mm
2: -hmm. Where
1: you can let your conscious just kind of be quiet. There's just meditation, which is trance work. Like.
0: Yeah. I've done it in the middle of a a friend's living room just studying a um, geode of a really interesting piece of, like, an amethyst geode that had some really interesting, like, calcite formations and some iron oxide and, like, all of these different little crunchy things in there. And I'm just, like, studying them. And then all of a sudden, I'm gone. Right. And I'm somewhere else.
1: Yeah, that's, like, again, like, you joked about the 90s, like... Uh, mystery paintings mm-hmm. or pictures where you would like you the have magic to stare eye posters yeah, yeah and you have to like just turn off like that sense, or
0: even um like the the pictures that they used to give you especially as like a kid and i think I've, they've had a resurgence now where it's like all of the colors and values are flipped so that you know you stare at this for like 30 seconds and then you look at
1: a white wall yeah and then you see the thing yeah yeah
0: um, so it's, it, it, you know, that's kind of a fun way of thinking about it in a more like muggle sense of,
1: yeah, it doesn't have to be in a dark smoke filled candlelit room, but like, why wouldn't it be right? Um, there was that... with, like a, a red scarf over the lamp and oh, like dim lights and stop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, there was a, oh, there's a Victorian invention. That's literally just that it's like a closet and a chair. And a black mirror and a candle, and you close the closet door, and then you're in a oh what is that called? There's a like name sensory for sensory
1: deprivation. Type it is thing. a
0: sort of sensory deprivation thing, but they had some kind of like machine sounding name for it. I'll have to look it up and link it. Um But that's a really good explanation for like scrying and things like yeah. that. And this came to you know, to the height of popularity and you'd find certain homes with them in there. Uh you know, during this revitalization of uh the spiritualist movement.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. This so, is the Scri-O-Matic two thousand. I
0: mean, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> But that was kind of the premise was, you know, you had this this reflective surface of a mirror or, a you know, a black piece of glass or a stone or a bowl of water. And you'd enclose yourself in this darkened, no light coming in from the outside room. The only light is from this little flickering candle, yeah. you know, and you'd sit there and just zone out. Fix and your peepers
1: on this, won't you? Yeah. I don't even know if that's like that's not even the same. But so um, one of the movies that I really like. Um, which is weird, and I'm gonna fuck it up because I'm trying to remember. I think it's multiple ones. Okay, but it reminds me of like how scrying or like other spirit communication could work. And I think it's the conjuring, where
2: Ooh, yes. when she she can only
1: see this thing when you mm-hmm. look at it in the mirror, and it's only behind you, mm-hmm. and like. We can go on about Ed and Lorraine Warren another time. Yeah, we'll touch on that later. But that movie, like, when the kid is like, I see him in that mirror. And she's, like, adjusting it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, in other, in the sequels, it's Mm -hmm. like, she looks in mirrors behind her. And I think there's something so cool about it. Because when you scry and you're looking into a mirror, there's so much lore around mirrors. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. You feel like, and that candlelight... You might see some shit behind you, and it doesn't mean. Yeah, and that reminds me of that creepy pasta where they say like to sit. Oh god, I want to talk. Oh, about... Well,
0: I mean, talk about like Bloody Mary and stuff like. that. Oh, you know? should we do or... that in our
1: Patreon? We should. Okay, because we yeah. were like grasping it.
0: Let's let's talk about let's talk about mirrors. 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 Mirrors.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thanks, divination.
0: Thanks. Woohoo! We got it. Um... <laughs> we bullshit this. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> uh... <laughs> Look, this is 2020 vision. 2020 year, it's our year. I hope. Oh God, um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> fingers crossed.
1: No towers.
0: It's gonna be better than 2019.
1: Yeah, big box, no to towers.
0: Yeah, and 2018. Fuck 2018, man.
1: You know, 2017 was a little if. You know, it's been a while. You know what? It's been a minute.
0: You know what? Have any of us really felt alive since 2012?
1: No, I'm dead inside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's 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 hop over to patreon okay yeah. so
1: um if you haven't um follow us on instagram at CursedCast on instagram mm-hmm. um we don't we're not on facebook um we have a twitter <laughs> but like don't expect a quick response there because we're not the best at we're, twitter we're not the best we at twitter. do have a youtube channel that we're is supposed to auto upload
0: we're young in age, but old in soul. Speaking of... Sorry.
1: <laughs> we need to check Google and make sure they fucking put that episode up because...
0: Yes, we do. Um,
1: Anyway, we had some kind of weird technical difficulty with that one, but um, this is our 11th episode, So and there's a bonus one. So technically, you should have 12 on your phone downloaded. If you don't, download them all.
2: Mm-hmm. Get
1: our numbers up there. Um, <laughs> leave us a five-star <laughs> review on iTunes and subscribe. Yeah. Because if you subscribe it also downloads all of our shit (laughs) but no it keeps you updated on when we release because if you were like where the fuck are they it's because if you weren't on instagram Mm -hmm. we were like hey we're gonna take a little break because of the holidays Mm -hmm. and so yeah catch up if you haven't we've got more in store coming up we have a whole fucking list we're good for five years
0: oh at least no (laughs) oh we can come up with more topics I have a, I have an idea that I actually want to run by you for a future episode. And I want to, I want to hear what you think about okay. it.
1: Okay. But, and then like coming up soon, we need to get with Tori because we want to talk about our little trip we did to go see the, trip, the <gasps> yes. about Grims and stuff. We'll talk about Grims. Yes. You might've heard that on the Megan episode. Um, bit. she's works with them. So, I mean, <laughs> she knows what she's talking about, mm-hmm. but like devil dogs, demon dogs, like we're going to throw that up. Cause oh, I think yeah. you guys need, uh, another cryptid thing um so anyway yeah we I think need that... more cryptids yeah i always need more cryptids oh yeah
0: especially since i blew through all of hellier season two yes and I um, just need
1: more. yeah uh god and the whole pan thing okay so uh, yeah. we're yeah yeah um
0: yeah all right patreon okay go go now. there now all right bye bye cursed is a bi-weekly podcast produced by bones mcwilliams and cricket Word, editing by bones mcwilliams the theme for Curse is Voice of the Trees by Sun and Moon Dance. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or at sunandmoondance.bandcamp.com. Follow Curse on Instagram, Twitter, and become a patron at patreon.com slash cursecast.
1: All right. That was... <laughs> that was <all> good. <laughs> It picked it up. Um, so this is episode 11. <laughs>
0: Yeah, with Sorry. <laughs> my fucking cats okay with, maybe um... maybe we'll just do another blooper episode.
1: yeah no this, this can go at the end okay um because i need something we have to be fools